Yep, yep, chahoo! What is going on, people of the internet? I am Chase, and this is the Ridecast. This is a podcast where I talk about whatever I feel like. Mainly it's sports-related and football-related. Today we're going to be focusing on uh, football because I like football, uh, mainly you know, I watch the NFL, focus mainly on the NFL, and I'm just going to discuss things that I feel like I should discuss, because I can. This is my podcast, so this is episode one. Uh, we'll see where we go from here. So the first uh, topic uh, that I got here is the Chicago Bears, uh, mainly their quarterback situation and just the whole thing as a whole um right now they got two quarterbacks on the active roster and two on the practice squad they have uh Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles and then on the practice squad they have Tyler Bray and Kyle Sloter Stoller yeah Sloter um and to be honest None of them are any good. Um, Nick Foles, he's had four years to prove himself, and he hadn't. No, three years. He was drafted in 2017, so he had three years to prove himself, and he just hasn't been able to do that. And unfortunately, what that means for him is he's not going to be on the team come 2021 and if he is he's not starting um Nick Foles they traded a fourth rounder because he you know had this big name for being Super Bowl 52 MVP he got benched in Jacksonville for uh Gardner Minshew because he was not playing good but in Chicago he comes in I believe week three and he played great he won them the game uh and then he started playing bad, and then this past week he was benched in favor of Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Trubisky got the start versus the Lions in Week 13, and they lost, uh, kind of in part to Mitchell Trubisky's terrible decision making. Um, now it's not entirely always the player's fault, but sometimes it is. In this case, Mitchell Trubisky. He's had three years, but he's had two with Matt Nagy. Uh, it's his first year with the new with the uh, Bears offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, and uh, also first year with quarterbacks coach John DeFilippo. Um, I don't know who was the quarterbacks coach before. But, um, either way, the quarterback's coaching atrocious. It's honestly one one of the worst I've seen uh, so far. The worst I've seen this year um, outside of the Jets. Um, Because I don't know how you can have a... 
Super Bowl MVP and Nick Foles who went who played great that game and then have him play awful two consecutive years. So either that's something about the player or that's something about the coaches. Um or a bit of both. Uh and right now John DeFilippo is not proving himself with any of his quarterbacks. <laughs> uh and then Matt Nagy, I mean, he started five and one this year and now he's six and six. So what is the issue there? You know? Their running game is decent. Uh Chicago's running game is great, so either Matt Nagy doesn't realize that or he wants to see what his quarterbacks can do. Like is he has he given up on the year already? Like, and he's just, all right, this guy is going to, we're going to keep this guy for next year or we're going to trade this guy. Uh, I think Nick Foles is on, a, is on the last year of a contract. So I couldn't imagine them re-signing uh, Nick Foles. Uh, if they do, then that is crazy. But the solution to the sh- uh, Bears problems comes in the 2021 draft. They're going to most likely have a very high uh, pick in the first round. So probably select a quarterback in Trey Lance, a uh, quarterback from North Dakota State, or select Kyle Trask, quarterback from Florida. Um, two amazing quarterbacks. Uh and either one would be great for Chicago. Uh, if you want to get a little risky, you can go Mac Jones from Alabama. He's good as well, but I feel like Kyle Trask would be the better option. Or you can hope that Justin, Field, Justin Fields uh, from Ohio State falls down. See what happens there. Um, but if you don't draft a quarterback... Uh, in the first or second round, then you might have to fire Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace uh, because that's it's just awful. Um, I mean, he is the guy who drafted uh, Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and uh, Patrick Mahomes, so traded up to get him. So instead of drafting a sixth-round talent in the first round, in 2021, draft a first-round talent in the first round. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, but will Chicago do it? Probably not. I really think that Chicago thinks that Mitchell is the answer. And they're going to try to build the offense around him, and it's not going to work at all. Trubisky is the problem. If not Trubisky, it's John DeLafipo and Matt Nagy. Uh, Or it's all of them. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The next thing I want to talk about here is the Cleveland Browns. Um, In 2019, they were the most hyped team. Um, going in, 
Uh, they were a Super Bowl team in 2019, and but then in 2019 they disappointed. It went six and ten uh, with new first year head coach Freddie Kitchens. After the year, they were like, "Yeah, we can't have him. Freddie Kitchens is gone." And I expected them to pick up Josh McDaniels, the Patriots. Uh, offensive coordinator, but they picked up the Vikings uh, offensive coordinator in Kevin Stefanski. And week one, they lost 38-6 to to the Baltimore Ravens. Everyone was making fun of them. They looked like the same old Browns. And then they won against the Bengals, Washington Cowboys. And then they beat the Colts. So they they started the season now uh 4 and 1, took a loss to the Steelers, beat the Bengals, lost to the Raiders. They went into the bye week with a very impressive 5 and 3 record. Um it's impressive for the Browns. Um came out of the bye week, they won Four straight so far. They are nine and three. Um, and then coming up next, they have the Baltimore Ravens. I do have them beating the Ravens. Um, so I think they're gonna be. I think they can actually win the rest of their games. Um. They have a very strong chance to win the division. They can go 13-3. and They got the Giants, Jets, and Steelers after the Ravens. Um, the Steelers showed some weakness in the Ravens game. And then uh, they lost to the Washington football team. Um, I believe they can beat the rest of the teams they play. Um, and quite possibly win the division. So... That would be very, very, very fun to see, you know, become the biggest meme team in the history of the NFL to division champs, quite possibly AFC title game. I'm not too sold on that. I can see them making divisional rounds. Um, AFC title game, not totally sold, but after that Titans game, um, kind of fluctuating now because I had the Titans and Chiefs in the AFC Championship, uh, the Chiefs winning that game. But after seeing the Browns beat the Titans, um, I've got to say, I think that maybe the Browns have a chance at the AFC Championship. And Baker Mayfield has been playing amazing this year. I mean, people look and say, oh, but the Raiders, Texans, and Eagles game, he didn't play so good. What about that? His stats, they're not that good. No. Um, that had nothing to do with it because the weather was just awful in Cleveland those three games. So that's going to affect um, – it's going to affect you. And it did affect the games. Uh, 
But in the Jacksonville game and the Tennessee game, he balled out. In the Cincinnati games, he played amazing. Uh, in uh, what game was it? The uh, Dallas game, he played great. Washington, he played decent. Uh, but also, he has the help of Nick Chubb, which amazing running back. I think he is probably the best acquisition that the Browns have made in terms of getting players. Kevin Stefanski, amazing coach. Amazing. Uh, he did what no other Browns coach can do, and that's win with the team. Um, and I'm sure Browns fans are pleased to see that. Um, I mean, they had to sit through Freddie Kitchens and uh, the uh, other guy, Hugh Jackson. Uh, and then Greg Williams, interim head coach, but he doesn't count. So... The Browns have a lot to look forward to in the future. Um, again, I believe they're going to win out. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Kevin Stefanski, great head coach. Um, not entirely sure who their uh, general manager is. I know they fired... Uh, they fired uh John Dorsey over the uh off season. Uh Alex Van Pelt, offensive coordinator, it's great. He's doing good. Defensive coordinator Joe Woods, he's doing good. And then special teams. I mean, I'm not sure how many trick plays on special teams they did. Um see if I can find general manager here on the uh Cleveland Browns uh, official website. Uh, I'm not. Oh, Andrew Barry uh, is the general manager. He was named that in 2020, January 28th, and he's doing a good job um, for a first year general manager. Uh, in the draft, uh, picked up Jedrick Wills, amazing, uh, amazing offensive talent. I expected him to be the first offensive lineman taken, but apparently the Giants had other plans, and so did the Jets. And no, they selected for the Jets. <laughs> um, but they got. They got an underrated team, I'd say, for all the hype. Uh, they're underrated. And I can see them going to the AFC Championship. Browns got it figured out, uh, finally, which is great to see from a team who's been struggling. Uh, so, But we'll see what happens. The um, NFC East uh, has become a... Surprising division this week. Um, 
Um, they're the meme division, you know. Everyone just trash talks them. Oh, you won, but it was against the NFC East. Um, they're uh, if you don't know, they're notoriously bad this year. Um, no clear winner and no team over point five hundred. Um. And they're pretty bad teams. However, this week, um, two big surprising upsets happened. Um, the New York Giants uh, upset the Seattle Seahawks. And the Washington football team ended the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers' undefeated streak uh, yesterday. Um, I expected the Washington football team to win. I just thought due to fatigue from going from a game, then to the next day practice, 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 one day break. I mean, your body's going to be weakened. But uh, according to Chase Young of the Washington football team, uh, he said that the Ravens exposed weaknesses that Washington was able to exploit and therefore win. And then the Giants, though, that game caught me off guard. Um, I mean, I did not expect the Giants to win. It was kind of a slow game, actually. Uh, 17-12 score. The Seahawks had a safety in the uh, first half. Uh, It was 5-0 going into halftime, and then... The Giants, they scored a touchdown and then went for two-point conversions. It was really, felt like a very bad game for the uh, Seahawks. Um, They had a fumble, a turnover on downs, an interception, and then they were playing from behind. Uh, Daniel Jones, he did okay. Okay. I'm sorry, Colt McCoy, not Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is injured. Colt McCoy, uh, backup quarterback for the New York Giants. One touchdown, one interception. Uh, Ground game, Wayne Gallman, uh, 135 yards, 8.4 average. Uh, And then Alfred Morris got the lone touchdown on uh, uh, offense. Running game, I mean. So it was it was a shocking. Uh, it's weird because they attempted it. They went for a two points uh, on their first touchdown, and I guess it was just to make it a three point lead or something. But I just find it weird. I really do. Uh, Sorry for pausing. I pause a lot. And it's just not... It's something I do all the time when I talk. uh, So I can collect my thoughts. Because I do kind of talk fast a little bit sometimes. Uh, But, yeah. But they went for the two-point conversion on the first touchdown. And then they missed the uh, extra point kick on their second touchdown. And then they scored a field goal, and then they stopped the uh, 
comeback from the Seahawks, which took me by surprise, but congrats to the NFC East for putting on a strong performance this week. Uh, speaking of the Week 13 games, uh, I do got it uh, listed here that I would just give a brief reaction to the Week 13 games. Um, really just going to go over some scores and just... Because I don't watch all the games. I've watched some clips of some games. Um, the We'll start with the one that in my opinion, was the stupidest game. Uh, completely dumb. The Raiders beat the Jets 31-28. to The Jets were about to win. Uh, they were about to get their first win of the season. They were playing very, very good football for, well, decent football for the first time this season. Sam Darnold threw two touchdowns. He did throw an interception. Ty Johnson, 104 yards, one touchdown. Sam Darnold also got a rushing touchdown. Uh, the Jets jumped out to... Uh, I mean, they started out going into the half uh, down by four, 17 to 13. Uh, they had three drives in the second quarter that were all turnovers. They had two fumbles and an interception. Um, both of those fumbles, I mean, all three of them coming from Sam Darnold. Darnold had both uh, fumbles, and then he threw the interception to... Uh, the Raiders uh, defender. And for the most part, Las Vegas did capitalize on all of them. Uh, the first fumble, they got a field goal. The interception, they got a touchdown. And then the fumble, they just ended the half. And then in the third quarter, the Steel uh, Raiders got a touchdown to take a 11-point lead. A few punts later, the Jets score a touchdown. And uh, make it a three-point game, 24-21. And then a key fumble on that the Raiders made. Um, Henry Ruggs fumbled uh, after a catch. Jets recover. They score a touchdown, 28-24. Uh, Raiders, they have a turnover on downs. The Jets, then they try to run some clock. They run only a minute and two seconds off because they can't get the first down. Uh, but it's still looking good. Um, then the Raiders, they get the ball back. Um, Derek Carr throws a 15-yard pass uh, to Darren Waller. And then he spikes the ball with 20 seconds left to go. Um, then tries to complete a pass to Nelson Aguilar. There is incomplete, uh, 
And then this play, this next play, it costed the Jets everything. Uh, a 46, they were at the 46 yard line. There's 13 uh, seconds left. They're going for the Hail Mary. They get the touchdown. Normally, when you hear a Hail Mary touchdown, you think, oh, spectacular catch, like the DeAndre Hopkins catch earlier this year. No. Uh, the Jets blitzed eight people and left three people man-to-man. One was, one was man-to-man with Henry Ruggs. He ran a 4-3-40, and he got destroyed. Um, they also had a QB spy, so it was really rush seven and then QB spy on Derek Carr. Um, and then yesterday, the Jets fired defensive coordinator Greg Williams for that horrible play call. You don't blitz that many people on a Hail Mary. You know they're going to throw the Hail Mary. That's all they have time for. Um, so, either Greg Williams really thought that was a good idea Saying, hey, we get the sack, game's over. Still, it's a bad play call because, again, what if you don't get the sack? You didn't get the sack. That's why you. That's why every team, they usually only rush like one or two guys on Hail Marys. And have everyone else deep in coverage to stop the Hail Mary. Unless you're the Buffalo Bills, you still allow the catch anyways. <laughs> um... They got fired for it. And then Jets, they get the ball back. Uh, it was a small kick. It was like a squib kick, so no good return. Sam Darnold tried throwing it a Hail Mary 50 yards. Couldn't get it. Jets lose because of the worst defensive play call in forever. Uh... So the Jets moved to 0-12, tanking for Trevor. And I mean, almost there, just keep sucking. Alright, uh, and then the last thing I uh, I want to uh, talk about here is my uh, picks for MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh... What else? Uh, special teams player of the year and then uh, rookie of the year. Um, MVP right now, I gotta say it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, yes, you can argue Russell Wilson, but I just feel like, uh, Pat Mahomes, he's been playing way better football than uh, Russ um, has. The other guy I would bring into the conversation would be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, again, he's lighting it up in Green Bay, so uh, my top, but my top three. Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Russell Wilson.
But my favorite is Patrick Mahomes to win it. Uh, in terms of uh, offensive player of the year, um, I'd have to go with either. I mean, the three people I would go for offensive player of the year: Devonte Adams, uh, Dalvin Cook, or Derrick Henry. Um. They've been, I mean, Derrick Henry is probably my favorite to win the award because he's he's the Titans. Um, Titans have heavily relied on him, and, I mean, it works. I mean, the more they rely on him, it, it works. I mean, that's what went wrong in the Cleveland game. They didn't rely on him. They didn't let him run. Therefore... Uh, he didn't get uh, he didn't get rushing yards. He didn't get ground game going. They lost because they didn't rely on their guy. I think he's gonna win uh offensive player of the year. Now defensive player of the year. Oh boy, you got. I have to go Xavier Howard. I have to. Uh, yes, you you can heavily argue TJY or Aaron Donald. Um, my top three is uh, Xavier Howard, TJY, and Aaron Donald. I just think uh, Xavier um, deserves it. He's like the best corner in the in the whole league. I mean, he is the best corner in the league. Um, eight interceptions. I mean, that's huge. Possibly going for double digits this year, which would be amazing. Uh, we'll see when the time comes. He's got a few more games to do that, and I think he will. So, we'll see. But he's my pick. Special Teams Player of the Year. I'm going with Jason Sanders. Um, he has only one miss on the uh, year. And that was from 40 to 49 yards. He is 8 for 8 on the year, 50 plus yards. Um, and I, I mean, he was perfect and then he missed one kick. But no one else, well, I guess besides Mason Crosby, he doesn't. Well, he was also on COVID reserve for a bit. <laughs> but Sanders um, only player in NFL history to kick six or more 50 plus field goals in a single month. 
Uh, he won Special Teams Player of the Month two months in a row. Um, he's just a great kicker. Um, and he's my pick for Special Teams Player of the Year. Rookie of the Year. I'm bringing it to... Uh, I'm going to bring it down to... Two people. Okay, three people. We'll stick with three. Um, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. Jaguars running back James Robinson. And uh, Washington's defensive end. Um... Chase Young. Uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, he has 23 passing touchdowns on the year, which is four away from Baker Mayfield's rookie touchdown record of 27. Um, the only problem he's had so far was against the Patriots this past week, 45-0. to zero. Also, I like how I said... Um, I was going to react to the Week 13 games, and I reacted to, like, one. So, that was a great segment. Um, Anyways, back on track. That's probably going to happen a lot throughout the podcast. So I'm just going to start something and then never finish it because I move on to something else right away. Uh, but back to this. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's uh, – Herbert's probably the front runner. James Robinson, undrafted rookie uh, from Illinois. And then, I mean, from my hometown as well. Uh, and picked up by the Jaguars. And he's almost at 1,000 rushing yards. He's most likely going to get it. He has seven rushing touchdowns. Um, so I, th I think... I mean, he's already having a great opening season. He's definitely going to be the guy in Jacksonville for running. And then Chase Young, um, he's mo he's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. But um, he has four and a half sacks this year. He has two forced fumbles. Um, and he's just lighting it up and he's only going to get better, um, as well. So it'd be great to see how he does in the future, but those are my three picks for rookie of the year. So yeah, this is probably a little sloppy for episode one. I'm not totally organized. I'm not organized at all. Um, but you know, this is start. This is episode one. Uh, we'll see how. Uh, I won't own always just talk football. I want to talk about other things too. I want to talk to uh, other people, and I'm not not entirely sure who I would want to talk to. I mean, there's gonna be no one famous, so probably just like other friends and stuff. You know, um. But...
Yeah, I want to do more of these. Uh, so, see you next time, I guess. Ciao.